ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, Iron Overload, the IO Hardcore Podcast, episode Lucky 13. Today we're going to be doing Anavar and Winstrol Stacked. Steve here in the Mobster. What's up, buddy? It's all good, fella. What big last one of these guys? Pay attention. The information you need is in these podcasts. So we're going to discuss how to best use Anavar and Winstrol together. Um, we're going to talk first. Let's get into advantages and disadvantages of doing oral only cycles. So a lot of guys out there might say they don't believe in oral only cycles and you know, that's fine. You know, that's, that's their opinion. And I respect it, you know, cause there are some disadvantages to doing orals. One oh, of the, yeah. dis, one of the, the disadvantages of doing orals is you've got to keep, you, you got to keep taking them every day, day in, day out, once a day, twice a day, maybe even three times a day. It just depends on what you're taking. So in this case, with Anavar and Winstrol, once or twice a day would, would suffice in um, taking them. But let's say you're taking Anavar, you got 10 milligram tablets, and you've got to run 50 milligrams. You've got to take five tablets, you know, during the day. So you might yeah. take two in the morning, three in the evening, or three in the morning, two in the evening, and you may miss a dose by accident. With injectables, you can just inject once or twice a week. Uh, using yeah. a long ester, even once every two weeks with a long, very long ester. And that's it. It's done and over with. It takes you about a minute to do it. And you don't got to worry about it again for another week or two. But with orals, you got to constantly remember to take it. And you've constantly got pills laying around um, your house and your, your desk and everything. Well, and well, it, 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 it kind of is weird, you know. And also sometimes these orals are kind of, they've got fillers in them. And sometimes these sources, they use really cheap fillers. So you're taking basically a little bit of sugar when you take these, these orals. So you want to make sure, obviously, with orals, you get a high-quality brand that doesn't, doesn't use a, a lot of you know, bad fillers you know, when they're using it. So you know, those are the disadvantages of, of using oral-only cycle. Also, length. You know, uh, injectable, you can run it 12, 14, 16 weeks. You know, yeah. then you got to worry about recovery, but with a oral, especially the ones that are liver toxic, as Anavar and Winstrol both are, you could be running into some liver issues. So, you know, those are the main disadvantages and advantages. But at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people like one of the advantages of orals is they kick in a lot quicker than, than a long ester injectable. So you run an oral cycle like this, you'll feel it within a week. You're going to start feeling those pumps within a week when you're on it. You run an injectable, you may not feel the pumps for three, four, five weeks because it's not going to reach peak in your system. If it has a 12-day a half-life, 10-day half-life, it's going to take 50 days to peak in your system. Orals that have maybe a 12-hour half-life or 8-hour half-life, they'll be peaking in your system within a few days. So those are the yep. differences. So, Mobster, what other differences would you say are advantages and disadvantages? I think it's interesting for for me. I mean, I'm not never been a great big fan of pinning, but when this when it's necessary, when it's a necessity, and when I'm in a competition mode or big competitions, especially back in the day, I did what needed to be done. 
what you've also got, Steve, is funny enough, especially for new guys that are coming into the sport uh, for the first time and considering using performance enhancing drugs, it can be, it's by association, you know, drug users use needles, drug users, listen, guys, you're, you're, you're uncomfortable taking an oral steroid, but you're okay with taking aspirin. Uh, that's a pharmaceutical thing. It's been used for medical purposes. So sometimes it's one of the things like Steve Smith said, where you, you're going to work, you're doing a desk job, you're, you're out on the road, whatever, and uh, you're popping a pill. And so it was, it's, I don't have those kind of work colleagues. And I don't, because I don't work at all anymore, but I never had those kind of work colleagues where someone says, oh, why are you taking a pill? And I've always had that kind of personality, be none of your damn business. I'm taking a pill. What's your problem? Why, why do you need to know what I'm doing? It's, it's kind of crazy. But again, I understand it. There are companies both here and in America where, you know, uh, drug use is frowned on. Um, you're not taking a, something to get high, guys. You're taking something for your for sporting benefits, to add muscles, to, to be faster, to be leaner. But it's, there's still this idea of the association with drugs. Now, if you was to sit at your desk and pull out a syringe, people would probably freak out. You're not on a diabetic. You're not injecting insulin. And you've also got a same one as we've, we've had this before, Steve, where um, the wives or girlfriends, if they're okay with you taking steroids, they don't want you taking drugs around the kids. And I understand that. And for me, the idea as, as a father and a grandfather as I am, I wouldn't want one of my grandkids to come across a syringe. Now, I'm not that kind of person. It's always going to be in a shark's box, it's going to be locked in my best drawer. Not going to be an issue, but imagine that situation if you went to a buddy's house and there was a syringe there for a kid to pick up. So I get the association. So it's it's six of one another, dozen of the other. I will say, as I agree with Steve, typically most oral cycles are run for less time, and we're going to get to the dosages and uh, cycles, etc. Briefly, um, I agree specifically with one of the uh, mods, etc. On the forum um, in regards to. Four to eight weeks is probably the preferred time, especially, as Steve said, with regards to toxicity. And there's also possibly one further advantage, not something I'm particularly keen on myself, Steve, but you know how this works, where the guys will sometimes use them all as a Kickstarter. And that I, I, I always ask with regards to the Kickstarter, Steve, show me the end benefit. Uh, I understand the benefit at the beginning of getting your testosterone levels high in short time. You can do that with a shorter rest as, as well as a longer rest of the, of the same drug, of, say, testosterone, for example. Uh, but equally, I get what guys, they want a bit, they want the steroid in the system, they want it in there as quickly as possible, they want to get results as quickly as possible. However, as I say, the end result is what matters, not how quickly your testosterone levels are boosted, but how much muscle you added, how much fat you lost, how much weight was added to the bar. The end result should be the important thing, guys, not how quickly your system is boosted. There is a smaller element. And again, this actually applies to rules, Steve. I think you and I have talked about this on previous podcasts. With some orals, there's actually a sense of, and I believe Debo is one of the ones I think you've mentioned, Steve, of the, the, the sense of well-being that you almost, as you said already, within a very short period of time, literally sometimes 18, 24, 36 hours, guys, you know that you're on steroids. You have a sense of, and a good example where that would be with the pumps in the gym very quickly, far, far quickly than, than say, a medium or long-acting ester steroid uh, injectable. So, yeah, that, those are there. It, some, some of it is literally how you perceive orals versus injectables, and that's down to your personal preference. And, again, if, if it's a family environment, uh, living with a partner, et cetera, 
and some of it is literally down to the uh, toxicity with regards to the necessity of toxicity of how oral steroids are created and the need for which we will again get into uh, ways of protecting the liver, the kidneys, and your endocrine system when you're using steroids. And us, as I said, again, specifically for guys wanting to feel like they're on steroids as quickly as possible. And that includes, for with some drugs, the great pumps that those drugs will give you. And again, that is within, as Steve said, two days, three days. So, yeah. Uh, back to you, Steve. One more thing to add, uh, I just want to be clear, is that injectables are still liver toxic. A lot of people think, oh, my God, you know, injectables aren't liver toxic. You shouldn't use oral-only cycles because orals are liver toxic. It's just not true. Um, any foreign substance you put in your body is going gonna, is gonna to hammer your kidneys and liver. I mean, it's just how it is. So if you understand the way organs work. Um, so we're going to get into how to protect your liver, by the way, later in this podcast. But th next, next thing we're going to talk about a little bit about each compound now. Now, Anovar is one of those that was really popular uh, back in your day, Mobster, back in the 80s. And yeah. it was banned in the United States, and then it was brought back a few years later. But during that ban, um, really, guys were all over it. They 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 wanted it. So the price of Anovar just yes. shot up. You want to you wanna make something go up in value? Ban it or make it really, really hard to get. So really what was happening during those three years – when it was when it was um, impossible to find, as people who had it uh, stored like in their back closet or something, they were they were able to sell it for like three, four, five times what they yes. paid for it because of the demand. So Anovar is a great oral steroid, very popular. And the reason it was so popular in those days, uh, back in your day, mobster, was because it wasn't you couldn't it wouldn't aromatize into estrogen. So unlike Dianabol, which aromatized heavily into estrogen. They were using Anovar and they were loving it because they didn't have to worry about getting gynecomastia. They didn't have to worry about any estrogen side effect, water retention, bloat, et cetera, et cetera. And it, held, it made it easier to recover from as well because when you came off cycle, your estrogen wasn't sky high. So recovery, uh, really hard to recover your testosterone levels when your estrogen is high. So guys in those days would have to really struggle over recovery. So it'd be a boom or bust situation where they'd run a cycle, blow it up and get a lot of size. And then they lose most of it all because they could not, they didn't have access to the PCT and, and estrogen blocking aromatase inhibitors that we have started getting, you know, in the nineties and two thousands. So, but Anovar stayed, you know, expensive and it stayed hard to get. Even today, a lot of underground labs are selling bunk Anovar. So that's one of the most important things to realize with Anovar is a lot of the Anovar that's out there is fake. So you want to make sure you get legitimate Anovar. Come on our, on the forums. Make sure you're using an approved source. Um, that's one thing about that's you know a couple things about Anovar right there. Another thing about Anovar is it's one of the few steroids that can directly help burn body fat on the body because of the way it's structurally made. So a lot of guys will run Anovar for cutting. So this cycle is obviously a cutting cycle. And yeah. this is why you would use Anovar and definitely why you would use Winstrol. So there's a couple little nuggets about Anovar. And, you know, we'll get, we'll get into dosages and stuff in a minute. But when it comes to Winstrol, what is Winstrol good at? Winstrol on structurally, Mobster, DHT derivative, straight DHT derivative. So it's not going to aromatize the estrogen at all. And it's also going to dry the crap out of you. So when you run, when you run the Winstrol, you're going to notice your joints – 
dry out. It's going to feel really weird. It's going to feel like a rubber band was tied to your joints when you try to do a reflex. You know, let's say you're doing a curl, for example, or doing leg curls or doing squats or something. You're going to feel that dryness. So that's what Winstrel is for. So if you really want to cut down hard, this is a really good stack using Anovar and Winstrel. So Mobster, tell us a little bit about Anovar. Tell us a little bit on Winstrel. What's been your experiences using them? I mean, my, as you know, Steve, from previous podcasts and via the forums, guys, I'm a big fan of Anovar, big time. And I've used it specifically for strength. I've actually said on previous podcasts, Steve, I would rarely put on more than five pounds on a, on a Anovar cycle. Uh, I had the pleasure of having stuff made for me for the very reasons that Steve's talked about already. It's one of those ones where the raw powder can be slightly more expensive than others. And so if guys are looking to cut corners when they're manufacturing, they will use other drugs. So you do need a reliable source, like Steve said. The one disadvantage, such as it is, Steve, is the pumps. And I've talked about that before. But again, we'll tell, we'll tell you about uh, stuff that you can do for that as well. Uh, Winstrol, and I recall this from uh, conversations you and I have had, and again, from comments, etc., that are made on a forum. It's actually been um, where people could talk about a crinkling sensation. And if you're super dry, and what I mean by that is very, very lean, cutting down for a competition, certainly 10%, 8%, maybe even over 6%, you get a sensation sometimes around the tendon, that's, say, for example, on the elbow, as Steve said, in the curls, uh, coming off your tricep, well, almost a sort of crinkling sensation uh, because it's pulling moisture uh, from the area. That's how dry you can get. There's ways around that with regards to using, say, healthy oils, uh, joint products, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, certainly both, both these things are dry in, and sorry, drying drugs. And as Steve said, a cutting cycle. Now, something I said that we would talk about 100% was two things that Steve and I talked about in the pre-show. 100% the first one is the probably the most important. Guys, it doesn't matter what cycle we're discussing. If you weigh uh, 135 pounds, as we've had uh, members talk about this week, relatively tall, and you're talking about doing a bulking cycle or a cutting cycle, diet and training are the number one and number two before the drugs. So... As an example for myself, as I said back in the day, I would gain five pounds on Anivar, and that would peak me out in terms of my body weight. But my aim of using Anivar was for strength. So because I wasn't focused at that point on gaining any more or losing any more, I was no problem with me whatsoever going back to my previous body weight. But guys, if you're looking to gain and, and, and you're using, say, for example, Dynabol, you can easily put an eight and 10 pounds on a cycle. But if you don't change your diet, if you don't moderate your training after the cycle, or especially during the cycle for that matter, but after the cycle, you won't keep the gains. So diet and training are number one and number two before we talk about performance enhancing drugs. In this particular example, cardio and diet, specifically less calories, will probably be as important as the two drugs themselves in regards to getting you into shape, making you leaner and drying you out. But like we said before, if gaining weight changes the stress on the body, losing fat will, will stress the body sometimes as well. And especially, as Steve said already, with regards to Winstrol and that dry, literally that dry sensation. It's hard to describe unless you've experienced it, but we've had guys talk about it on the forums and that's how effective a drug it is when when it's combined 
with that diet, with the training, with the cardio to dry you out, to get you lean. So, yeah, there's, an, there's a thing sometimes from professional bodybuilding where one or two times you'll find a top pro will just describe to you the sensation of being super, super ripped. And I've used this example before, Steve. Doreen Yates talking about his body fat being so low that he couldn't walk around backstage at the Olympia barefoot. He had to wear slippers because the fat between the soles, the skin on the soles of his feet and the bones, would the cushion, there's a little pad of, pad of fat there, a little cushion that makes it okay to walk around. That would dissipate. He would get so lean, it was literally, it, was, it felt like skin on bones or bone on muscle, Steve. He was super, super dry. So guys, you need to have an awareness of how you're going to feel. And Winstrol is one of those drugs that will make you feel if you are dry, if you are controlling your diet and your nutrition and your training, and you do get down to those low percentages, you will feel how Winstrol makes you feel. Super important, Destiny. Back to you. All right, so let's talk about dosage and length of cycle. So, you know, bottom line here, I would say, you know, four weeks would be uh, something to consider minimum. Um, yep. And I would go no more than eight weeks. So six weeks, probably the sweet spot. And I would say yes. with dosing, I would, when you're stacking them both, no more than 50 milligrams of Anavar and no more than 50 milligrams of Winstrol. And that's even pushing yeah. it. So yeah. in some situations, if you want to go more conservative, you could say you could do 25 milligrams of each instead of 50 milligrams of each. I know with me, um, I, you know, I run 50 milligrams of Winstrol and my head hair was falling out and I'm not even prone to hair loss really. So um, you want to, you want to factor that in. Now, Anovar, even though it's also a DHT derivative, it's not as harsh the way it's structurally made where it doesn't shed your head hair on its own. But stacking it with something like Winstrol, now you're stacking two DHTs and now you're at greater risk of head yeah. hair issues. So um, you may want to start off with 25 milligrams the first time you run this stack and you will get good results on just 25 milligrams. I mean, I'm not here to sell you guys steroids and you know try to get you to buy more steroids okay we're we're completely neutral here so but if i was trying to sell you steroids i'd be like oh run 50 run 75 run 100 yeah, run 100 run 200 yeah yeah, yeah. but that's not what we're trying to do here second. so, so yeah, just jump so as an example with anavar guys the sweet spot for anavar on its own run solo as steve said is is 50 milligrams 100 i'd run that multiple times two three times off the top of my head with 50 milligrams but again that was solo so as steve said especially for your third cycle because that's when you learn how you respond to performance enhancing drugs guys and to keep it real real simple for those reasons 50 milligrams of vanavar would be great but 50 milligrams of vanavar would start together maybe not so much the other thing that i would also like to mention with regards to any cycle and especially a cutting cycle uh guys think about this so let's say that you do four, six, or as Steve said, and again, I agree with it 100%, eight weeks at a maximum. I would actually put this in towards the end of the time. So for our argument's sake, let's say that I decide today that I want to cut. And let's say that I give myself 16 weeks. So that would be eight weeks with no drugs, but the diet and the cardio are in there. And then the next four, six, eight weeks, would be with the drugs to produce the ultimate end result. So don't necessarily have to wait to start a training and nutrition program at the same time as the drugs. They can come in later on. They don't have to be run 
So the diet and the training, and if it's all in that four to six or eight week period, it doesn't have to work like that. And I use that especially when we're talking about guys getting in shape for holidays or competitions or, or, or modeling gigs or whatever, guys. It doesn't, you don't have to start the training and the nutrition on the day that you start the drugs, the performance enhancing drug cycle. You have a kind of run up. You're kind of getting yourself ready. Your metabolism starting to tick over. So there's a trick for you as well, guys. Think about it in those terms too. It doesn't, you're not just getting cut in four weeks because it should be a longer, more lifestyle orientated way of thinking anyway. So yeah, as I, and I especially talk about this when I'm training for competitions in the past. If let's go back to one of our against Steve, that would probably be, be eight weeks, but my training should be at least 12 to 16 weeks. So guys, again, I reiterate, the training and nutrition can start today, but the four, the six, or the eight weeks can start halfway through that overall approach to getting into shape, that overall approach to being strong for a competition or whatever using the performance enhancing drugs. And that especially applies in this circumstance with guys looking to get into shape. I say this a million times, Steve, it's another tip. Do not wait until you're thinking about the holidays. Start getting into shape now. You should be thinking about March, starting to think about getting into shape. Stop bulking, start cutting slowly but surely. And then when the holiday is eight weeks out, then we introduce the cutting products. Then we introduce the SAM. Then we introduce anabolic steroids. And we then, then everything goes into overdrive and we take everything up a notch. So there's another tip for you guys. All right. So the next thing we're going to talk about is we're going to get back into liver toxicity again. So both these compounds are structurally liver toxic. They're 17-alpha alkylated. The reason for that is obviously we want these orals to be absorbed properly and to be useful in the body. Yeah. So we're not going to be able to just, you know, abuse the crap out of it and, and, um, and ruin our liver in the process. So when you're on cycle, it's normal for your liver values to, you know, shoot up. Okay. So that's going to be strained. And, you know, we're going to, you, you may not feel the effects, but if you run blood work, you definitely see it in your blood work. So what's going to happen is if you don't take care of your liver on cycle, it's going to affect everything else in your body. And it's going to basically impede your gains. It's going to make you feel tired. It's going to affect your sleep. It's going to affect your appetite across the board. It's going to affect you. It's going to affect the way you think even. So we want to make sure that we're running support supplements when we're on cycle. So very important to run a good quality liver support supplement that includes Tudka, that includes milk thistle, that includes Lev, all these good liver support ingredients that are in a product like N2Guard. N2Guard has at least six or seven liver supplements in it. So I highly recommend N2Guard is a great one to get uh, for. It basically covers all bases across the board, but especially your liver. So, but here's the thing though, when you're taking liver support, right? You don't want to take it with the oral. You want to take it at least an hour and a half away from it, either before or after. Because if you take it with the oral, it could affect the way the oral performs in the body itself. So you want to basically make it, let's say you take the, you take your Anavar and Winstrol, say 9 a.m. You want to wait till about 10, 30, 11 a.m. or later to go ahead and take the N2 guard. 
So you'd run the N2 guard seven caps a day and you'd be good to go. So just run it away from each other. Don't run them at the same time within 90 minutes. And it's it's a great product. And we see we see all the time guys who who have liver strain and then they take N2 guard and, and the their their liver values improve uh, substantially. So it's really something you definitely want to use on cycle. Quick tip again, guys. Quick tip again, guys. I mean, something we we, we have uh, stickies on the forums with regards to PCT. But something you can actually do, and again, it depends on the half life of the drug. These, these two both are relatively short half lives, especially as always, of course. Um, is run it for a brief period afterwards in that little gap between the end of the cycle and beginning of PCT. So there's a little tip for you guys. If uh, you buy a bottle and it lasts longer than the period of time, or two bottles, and it lasts longer than the period of time that you're on cycle, there's a little bit left, run it through a few extra days, maybe the week to 10 days afterwards, while your body's still processing the drugs. Very simply in terms of the whole business with regards to drug use and the effect on the body, it's, it's as simple as this, guys. You're taking a hormone, which is going to stress your body. There's loads of things you can do to stress your body, whether it's working too hard, 16, 18 hours a day, whether it's drinking too much alcohol, whether it's taking actually even prescription drugs, all these things can have an effect on your body from ibuprofen, Advil, et cetera, affecting your stomach and your gut to, to you know, pelicinin, you can have allergic responses and so on and so forth. And here we are taking a, uh, what was a prescription drug at more than prescription levels. So quite simply, again, also testosterone comes from cholesterol, which is a fat. Uh, in simple terms, and your body will sometimes treat these things like food, and hence the alkalization to protect it so that it gets into your system and does what it wanted to do from both the original medical purposes to our sports-specific sports enhancement, performance enhancement purposes. So we don't want it broken down by the body and excreted. We want it in the body. We want it in the bloodstream. We want it going to those testosterone and anabolic receptors in our body and making us strong, making us lean. So we have to protect it for that reason. But the protection, the alkalization, is a stressor. And a we're already training like maniacs. We're already killing it, as we like to say, down the gym. We're already doing super clean diets, especially when we're cutting down. We're already sometimes training real hard and dieting real hard. Makes you feel bad, but you're looking for an end result. And then you're taking an oral steroid, which, can, as Steve said already, is another form of stress. So to negate those stresses, uh, as a good example, Steve talks about Tudka. I think Tudka is a great one, uh, along with uh, taurine, that's going to stop you having those god-awful VAR pumps. It's going to stop. Don't forget, guys, it, it can thicken the blood. It can enhance uh, oxygen uptake. Again, this is with Ebol, for example. So you can get pumps that are actually uncomfortable. So there's, there's a bunch of things that we need to do. We are trying to push the body anabolically, to get lean in this case or to gain muscle or get stronger in other cases. And that stress on the body, will the body will kick back. It's as simple as that. So we try to do things to stop that kicking back, to make it easier to deal with. And that's the reason why we do this. And ultimately, and, and this is more of an outside the industry, outside of bodybuilding thing. There's a great perception that taking steroids is bad. And we are trying as best we possibly can to negate any of the negative attributes either on our body or what people perceive. So, you know, we do we can do stuff to get rid of acne. We can do stuff that we don't have to go to the doctor because we're sensible, because we listen to this podcast and we get as much information about protecting ourselves 
while still getting stronger, while still getting leaner, while still adding muscle, which is what it's all about, guys. Back to you, Steve. All right, guys. So a couple of uh, training and diet tips I wanted to share yeah. with you guys. Uh, and I'll let Mobster chime in too. So first training tip, when you're using this cycle, don't go heavy and low reps because your joints will not tolerate it and you're going to do more harm. You'll do more harm than good. Okay. So, you know, you're using Winstrol here, know the compound you're using. So I'd go high reps, lower weight. You'll live, leave the ego at home. You'll live doing, doing lower weights and higher. You'll take more advantage of the pumps. The pumps are going to be incredible on the cycle. And then a diet tip I can give you learn about fasting because this cycle is great for recomp and you don't have to, eat a lot on this cycle. You're not, your appetite should not go up on this cycle. Okay. So you don't have to worry about getting the, the, the carb cravings. You don't have to worry about all that stuff with some other steroids like Tremolo, for example. So look into fasting, Prada Gymnatus, J-A-M-N-A-D-A-S, Dr. Prada Gymnatus. Great guy to learn about fasting. He has a lot of YouTube videos. Dr. Jason Fung is another guy, great guy who has a lot of videos. And the, you know, these guys are doctors. They're actually in the field. They're not some, you know, YouTuber. Okay. Random YouTuber. Um, so these are great guys to learn from, but learn fasting. It's a weapon if you want to cut down. So if yes. you're like 15% body fat and you want to get under 10%, you're not going to just be able to run this cycle and eat in a caloric deficit and get there. You're going to have to add fasting as a weapon to really shred up. And we, it's in our DNA to do it. So definitely get it done. So, Mobster, give us a couple, give us a training and a diet tip and take us to the disclaimer. Great show. Right. So, both training and diet, Steve, one of the things that sometimes happens, especially when you're trying to cut, and even to guys that are trying to bulk, is sometimes it's real, real difficult to stick to it. Um, you know, you're, you're trying, you want that six pack. You want to look amazing on the beach. You want to be ripped. But it's three o'clock in the morning. You've just woke up from a good sleep. God knows what's happened. And you're hungry. You're craving. And, you know, we've all seen the memes and the photographs of the fridge light on and people posting up notes on the fridge door. This is this is one of those things when you're cutting down, especially with, with the vinyl windstraw, as Steve said, you need to remind yourself what's happening. What are you doing this for? It is a moment in time, a few weeks out of a lifetime, when you need to stick to it. And that is a big thing. So find, whether it's a note on the door, whether it's like your wife waking up and nudging your ribs, where the fuck do you think you're going, motherfucker? Get the fuck back here. You ain't having no snacks at three o'clock in the morning. We want to look good. You got that wedding coming up. We want to look good. I've got to get to my dress. We want to look good. It's like something out of a Rocky movie. You need to have that mantra going on and you need to stick to it. Post a log on the forum, guys. We'll help you stick to it. Something else, and I said that I was going to include this in today's, um, and in fact, any podcast that we do similar to these, Steve, I think sometimes, guys, on the forums, you will come on and you will ask us about a specific performance science and drug cycle. So, for example, as we are talking here today, Anivar and Winstrow, but you won't necessarily say why you're doing the cycle. Now, that's actually super, super important. In this podcast, we're telling you it's a cutting cycle. But sometimes on a forum, a buddy at the gym will say, oh, you you want to get in shape, you're going to, you, you should do Winstrow and Anivar. But he won't explain how it works. That's what this podcast does. And you come onto the forum and you'll say, I'm going to use Winstrow and Anivar. And I will say, 
for to what end? Because if you don't know any better, if you hadn't done your research, if you haven't listened to this podcast, you might be the kind of guy that says, oh, that's what my mate down the gym said, or that's what the fellow with the big bag of drugs in the boot of his car, the trunk of his car said, but you actually want to gain. So I will always say to you, what's the purpose of the cycle? What's the aim? It doesn't matter what drug we're talking about, what cycle we're talking about. Please make sure that you include, when you're posting about these on the forums, I'm looking to cut down, I'm looking to gain, I'm looking to get stronger. I want to lose my love handles. Tell us what the cycle's for, because you might have been sold a patsy. You might have been told that the A drug cycle is great for what you want, but you haven't included the diet, and the person that was selling you the drugs didn't mention that. We will always do that. Our uh, approved support so sponsors will do that. They will say, this drug is good for this, this drug is good for that. And they're also, like we are doing right here, right now, give you suggested dosages. And they want like we do, like Steve said, we're not looking to sell you a ton of drugs and neither are the sponsors. It doesn't sound, that sounds like a, a sort of contradiction in terms, but the kind of people that we approve are the ones that want you as a regular customer who gets results. That's why we give you solid ass information that's going to last for the next 20 years on this podcast. You can come back 10 years, 15 years, 20 years down the road, guys, and the information that we're giving you today will be as solid then as it is now. Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions are ours and ours alone. It is our view and is based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.